Hello there, good morning and welcome to this, the WP Builds Weekly WordPress News. This is news number 92. It covers the WordPress news for the week commencing the 2nd of December 2019 and it was published on Monday the 9th of December 2019. My name's Nathan Wrigley and a few bits of housekeeping before we begin. Although Black Friday is basically over, there are still a few deals lurking about and you can find those over at wpbuilds.com forward slash black. If you'd like to keep in touch with all that we do on the podcast, that's wpbuilds forward slash subscribe. Over there you can join some mailing lists and find out how to put us on your favourite podcast player. Join our Facebook group of 2,300 WordPressers and there's our YouTube channel and so on and so forth. The other one is wpbuilds.com forward slash advertise if you would like to have your product or service put in front of a specifically WordPress related audience. A little bit like Kinster have done. Are you tired of unreliable or slow hosting? If so, check out Kinster, who takes managed WordPress hosting to the next level. Powered by the Google Cloud Platform, all their plans include PHP 7, SSH and 24-7 expert support. And you can migrate today for free at kinster.com. I should say that every week we put out various bits of content. We put out a podcast on a Thursday and you can get that by going to, like I said, wpbuilds.com forward slash subscribe and subscribing on your favourite podcast player. You're listening to the weekly WordPress news, but then at 2pm every Monday, following on from the release of this news, we have um, some WordPressers on a live call. So it's a video call. You can find it in the Facebook group, wpbuilds.com forward slash Facebook, or on the live page, which is wpbuilds.com forward slash live. And we just have a nice little chat through the news that you're about to listen to and highlight some of the things that we think are important. Anyway, another thing that's happening this week is on Wednesday, so that's Wednesday the 11th of December, at one o'clock UK time, I'm going to be on a live call with Peach and Eri as we do our monthly UI UX review. If you go to wpbuild.com forward slash UI, you can submit a website and Peacher will go and have a look at it and tell you what she thinks. Some good points, some bad points, some points to consider. So it's very informative. I learn a whole heap of stuff and you can find that in our Facebook group. So yeah, that's Wednesday at 1pm on the 11th of December. Okay, I think that's everything I've got to say this week, so let's crack on with the weekly WordPress news. Each week we divide our news up into distinct little sections, and the first section, should there be some, is always WordPress core. And I've got a couple of things for you this week. Uh, The first one is over on WP Tavern. It's an article by Justin Tadlock entitled Gutenberg 7.0 Launches Stable Navigation Block, Post Blocks and Template Parts. Uh, We actually did cover this last week, but Justin has subsequently released an article which kind of covers in probably no more than a five minute read, all of the important features in Gutenberg 7. And he encapsulates them all in the the headline, really. We've got the navigation block, which is now has gone into a sort of stable state. So hopefully it'll be quite useful. We've got post title and content blocks. They've been added. Uh, We've also got block template parts for themes. Um, and they are really the main releases. As I said, we did discuss this, but it's it's just a nice, easy read. So if you have updated um, to Gothenburg 7, which presumably you will have done if you've updated your WordPress install recently, then these features will become available and you can go and learn exactly how to use them uh, with Justin's article on WP Tavern. 
staying on WP Tavern, but this time an article written by Chris Hughes, who is a very frequent visitor to the WP Builds Facebook group. It's an article entitled Gutenberg One Year Later, and it's an opinion piece in which he espouses his kind of newfound love for Gutenberg. He starts a year ago when it was first released and like many of us were saying, oh my goodness, this is awful. What's happening? Leave it alone. We're happy with the way things are. And then his familiarity over the last year and his his adoption of it and his love for it. He puts a photo up about what it would look like to post something in the classic editor and how complicated and janky it looks now and um, and how he's making use of the, the new block editor. But it's not just about his love for it. He talks about it in relation to page builders. He also talks about the numbers and how the classic editor plugin, whilst it still has a very large install base and people saying very definitively they're not going to use Gutenberg, that seems to be on the decline almost a sort of straight line, although it is a bit of a wiggly curve. And the the Gutenberg block editor is on the, the increase. So you never know, at some point when the classic editor um, no longer receives support, I think it's 2022, maybe that, maybe that in fact will be the moment at which uh, it reaches more or less zero anyway. Um, and then he goes on to talk about all the little, all the little features that are available, uh, all the kind of add-ons that you can find, for example, a stackable or editor's kit and a whole bunch of other ones and how Gutenberg is becoming really feature rich. So yeah, lovely piece. Thanks Chris for writing it. The last piece in the WordPress core section sees us returning for a third time to WP Tavern. Um, and again, Justin Tadlock writing about the initial documentation for block-based WordPress themes proposed. Um, we have a pull request on the Gutenberg repository, which was on the 3rd of December. Uh, Riyad Benguela created an initial document that outlines how block-based WordPress themes might work well. The idea, I suppose, you may know this or not, is that the block editor will become the way of creating uh, entire sites, so things like headers and footers and basically anything. And a lot of this work so far has been done with themes. And up until now, we've had no real insight into how that's going to be handled by the block editor. Um, but we've kind of known that everything is going to be a block, but that's about it. So we have some insight now because of this document, and it looks really intriguing. The proposed structure um, isn't really all that different from current WordPress themes. The, the only major difference is that temp theme templates would become block templates and also block template parts. And these will actually be HTML files rather than PHP files. And if you go onto the article, you can see, for example, the proposal is that the theme will have a style.css, a functions.php, and there'll be a directory block-templates with an index.html, single.html, archive.html, and also a, a directory called block-template-parts, again, with header.html, footer.html, sidebar.html and, and of course into those directories you could I guess throw whatever you wanted. So this is really interesting. It does give us some insight and it really it doesn't feel as if anything is all that different. Obviously if everything is a block there's a, a whole lot that will change and I presume the idea is that those those blocks can go into those HTML files. But um, it remains to be seen maybe um, 
as time goes on, the the idea of having kind of exportable themes where there could be a, a repository of parts of themes, but also entire themes, because it would appear from this article that you're going to be able to easily export them should you have the user permissions to do so. Maybe we'll just see, you know, a real massive sharing of different parts of, of themes and entire themes. It's just really interesting. So it's obviously just the discussion at this point. It's all in flux. But if you go right to the bottom of Justin's article, there's a section called Join the Discussion. And there you can find a link uh, to open the discussion on the future of themes. And um, you'll be able to uh, join the theme review team and, you know, give your give your voice, your ideas, um, some volume and see if you can contribute to how this moves forward. But it, it doesn't seem all that different at the moment. Uh, if anything, it just seems like it's a lot more straightforward and a little bit easier. But um, I don't think every, everything is going to be entirely different. The next section is always entitled Community, and we've got quite a few articles for you in this section this week. The first is all about WordCamp Europe, because they're looking already for the venue for 2021. They basically need a location. They need a host city. Um, it was in Berlin this year. It will be in Porto, Portugal next year. And the year after that, well, we still don't know. There are three possible dates, 3rd to the 5th of June. 10th to the 12th of June or the 17th to the 19th of June, but they need a European location. Essentially, if you have you or your team have ever organized one or more successful WordCamps in a European city, you are eligible to apply. Um, what they've said is if that there are if there are two kind of winning bids, if you like, two that are equal um, in their merits, then they'll go to the the place where it's never happened before. So what they say is to quote, we encourage everyone to apply, even if we're visiting your country in the previous WCEU editions. If we receive two equally strong applications, one from a new country and one from a country we've already been to, we'll select the new country. So that's very clear. So if this is your thing, if you're into organising WordCamps and you want WordCamp EU to come to your city, uh, now is the time to get your, your ideas together and submit them. So that was WordCamp Europe, now WordCamp Asia. If you are planning to go, it's on February the 21st to the 23rd. It's the inaugural WordCamp Asia. It's being held in Bangkok, Thailand. And this article is just to say that the first round of speakers have been announced. There's some familiar faces on there and there's some new faces, people I've not seen before. But um, yeah, there's about a dozen or so who've already um, who've already had their speeches and contributions accepted. And uh, if you are planning to go, I know that the clock is ticking. You, you've at least got some insight now into who's going to be talking and about what. No doubt we'll get the second round very, very soon. This next one, very briefly, is on iThemes.com and it's called Announcing 12 Days of Giving. So they've decided that over the next 12 days or so, they're going to be giving away a whole variety of different things. It's their way of, as they say, saying thank you to their loyal community. Um, and so essentially it says for 12 days, you and anyone you know can enter the 12 days of giving giveaways. Each day we're going to be showcasing a product or service either from iThemes or one of our friends. And from software to books, tech gadgets, each day you can enter and win. Share with your friends, get more chances to win and so on and so forth. So there you go. If you click on this and you fancy winning things like uh, Backup Body, iTheme Security Pro, iThemes Hosting, Plugin Builders and a whole bunch of courses as well, then click on the link and get yourself in that competition. 
a story which blew up this week was all about something that Yoast did. Uh, it's on probably any channel where there is WordPress news, but I've picked the WP Tavern article, um, which they've entitled Black Friday Banner Gone Wrong Advertising in Free Plugins. And it's the age-old debate. We've all been there in our admin panel, and we've seen some kind of colourful, bright, oversized advert for a particular product. Usually it's because we're on the free version of a particular product and they want to upsell us onto the, the paid version. Well, this week um, it was widely felt that Yoast had overstepped the mark. They put in a quite a large letterboxed shape animated GIF, which was advertising that you could get 30% off everything over at Yoast during their Black Friday sale. And immediately the, the storm of dissatisfaction uh, rolled around Twitter with lots of people exclaiming their annoyance. I think primarily the problem was not only was it animated, um, and it was very colourful, but also it, it may well have appeared to kind of just about every user role. So if you were just a, oh, I don't know, a subscriber rather than an administrator, this may have been visible to you. And a lot of noobs to WordPress were sort of worrying that their sites had potentially been hacked because they've never seen anything quite like this before. Well, to say that they've never seen anything quite like that before is, is not entirely true. I've seen many, many of these things, but it, it just felt that uh, maybe they'd overstepped the mark. Now, to her credit, Marika van der Act immediately um, did the what I consider to be the right thing, and I think she did it unequivocally and very, very well. She apologised profusely. She basically said, let's be clear, this was a mistake. Uh, we just didn't think this one through. I don't want that to be the explanation. The explanation is that we made a mistake. She says it was stupid, but that's not good enough. You know, this was a mistake, pure and simple. Um, I don't know what you think. Lots of people wrote comments. I mean, lots of people wrote comments on the WP Tavern article. Many, many, many people. And most of them, I think it's fair to say, thought that this was overstepping the mark. But there were a very large number of people also who were saying, this is fine. It's free. This is the sort of thing you expect. My takeaway from all of this is really, I think maybe we ought to have like an advertising space and maybe that should be in the settings for the particular plugin or maybe we should have a dedicated space inside of the WordPress admin, which is kind of, I don't know, an option that we can tick on and turn off rather like all of the other areas in the admin area, you know, in the widgets that you can see on the dashboard, for example. Maybe you could have an advertising one and put things in there or we could just have some sort of standardized WordPress notification where uh, images are out of the question. It's just text with the, the usual WordPress, um, you know, UI surrounding it and so on. I don't really have an answer, but, um, you know, these companies have got to make money. And on Black Friday, this felt like um, obviously Yoast felt at the beginning that this was a good way to alert their users to the paid version, but it seems to have gone calamitously wrong. And about a hundred one-star reviews rolled in on WordPress.org. So uh, I guess um, I guess maybe they shan't be doing this in the future. But as an, oh, there's definitely a conversation to be had about where we put these things, because advertising in and of itself is clearly um, not evil. Just I guess unexpected adverts are a little bit of a shock. We've spoken quite a lot in this news already about Gutenberg, and here's something else. This is on the talkmag.io website, an article um, 
entitled How to Create a Custom WordPress Website with Gutenberg Block. So this article could equally have been written by the guys at Toolset because it is using Toolset Blocks, their, their plugin to, to do it. And essentially it's a walkthrough of how you can create your own blocks using that plugin. And I've, I've never really done this, but if you were to follow the steps, it's quite long, but every single step of the way comes with a screenshot. And it just enables you to if you are a toolset user, it enables you to, to put together your own custom block relatively straightforward. I think toolset are onto something here. It seems like a really nice, easy implementation. So anyway, if you've got toolset and you want to play with blocks, this seems like a very, very nice tutorial to talk you through it all. The next section is all about plugins and themes. Usually there's quite a bit, but this week it's a little thin on the ground, largely I think because of Black Friday. Plugin and theme developers probably concentrating on their marketing efforts this week and not not on updating their software possibly. Anyway, three bits for you today. The first one is about MainWP. If you use MainWP as your kind of updating software of choice, it's a self-hosted version of something like ManageWP. You can put all of your client websites into this uh, MainWP platform and you can do things like update and you know change themes and update plugins and so on. And another thing that you can do is you can send your clients reports. Now the reports have all been kind of HTML table based, well email shall we say, but they're starting to look for um, an option to have kind of PDF reports, um, a much more um, pro version of the reports. And so the article I've linked to today is actually a subscribe form on a MailChimp mailing list. And if you're a MainWP user and you want to be part of the beta program for this pro reports, then um, go and fill out this form. The idea is it will have pre-made professional templates to get you started, HTML reports replaced with always correctly formatted PDF reports, if then built into each every tracking option and it can be run simultaneously with the original client's report extension so whatever you've got at the moment can run concurrently so maybe go and fill that format by the way if you're into main wp and you want to get some cash off it you can go to wpbuilds.com forward slash deals scroll around on that page and you will find 25 percent off main wp so that's that's pretty good the next one that I've got for you today, now I had to copy this into Evernote. So I'm linking to a, an Evernote version of an email I got. And for some reason, it's ended up really, really strangely formatted. So I apologize about that, but I, I, I didn't manage to fix it. It's all about the fact that WP Security Audit Log, and we had those guys on the podcast several months ago, has been acquired by WP White Hat Security. Um, it feels like a like a match that was perfect, really. These two companies doing a very, very, well, working within a very similar area. But if you've got any, you know, any concerns, you're using WP Security Audit Log and you want to know what's going to happen in the future, then there's various links in there. And hopefully it will uh, go from strength to strength, having uh, having been acquired by what I assume is a is a larger security organization working in the WordPress space. Very interesting piece from Jeffrey Carandang this week entitled Block Plugin Unit Test, Choosing the Perfect Gutenberg Plugin for Your Website and Theme. Um, Jeffrey has been involved in creating something called Editor's Kit, which brings an awful lot of formatting options to the block editor. And so what he's decided is, well, there's, there's, there's this 
proliferation in different blocks on the wp.org repo and it's very difficult to know which ones of those are going to be compatible there's there's probably dozens and dozens of different blocks within those dozens and dozens of different um, block packs if you like and some of them may be compatible with your theme some of them may not some of them might have code which breaks your your theme and so on and so forth so what he's done is if you install editors kit you can then upload a, a JSON file and then you can test content for the following block collections. You can use atomic blocks, co-blocks, cadence blocks, Kyoken blocks, otter blocks, stackable and ultimate add-on for Gutenberg and you can test how all of those work. You can then with a, a setting you can disable all the ones that uh, you find are not working. You can remove and disable. There's a button to do that. And so it seems like a really nice way to, to be able to test them in, in one handy place. So, uh, yeah, if you're sort of mulling over which one of these block packs you want to go for, then this seems to be a, a, a really interesting way of getting, getting all of them in one place and checking them out and then uh, making decisions based upon that. Okay, we've got a few deals that are worthy of mentioning this week. Obviously, we've had a proliferation of these. The first one has got nothing to do with Black Friday at all or any of the sort of WordPressy deals. This is just something I stumbled across. I have no idea where. Uh, it's actually a Mac app called QSpace. Now, if you are a Windows user, there's all sorts of fun things that you can do with Windows Explorer that the Finder simply doesn't allow you to do. So, for example, you can tile them and bash them against the, the edges of the screen and make them certain sizes. Well... This is just fabulous. It puts two or three or four Finder windows into one window. And I know that sounds really uninteresting, but trust me, if you install it, you'll be so pleased that you did. So you could have one displaying thumbnails and the other quarter displaying, I don't know, a column view and so on. You can drag things from one place to another and it just makes the Finder a whole lot more easy to use. Now, I have to say it's a separate app. It isn't actually the Finder. So you need, you know, the Finder will still be open and available somewhere tucked away in your system. But I just hide the Finder from now on and use QSpace instead. It's great. It's 99 cents. But uh, if you're a, a UK person like I am, it actually only cost 49 pence so it's a, a very much recommended um, a, a good improvement to your Mac shall we say we do still have some deals on the WP Builds Black Friday page. Believe it or not, some of these deals are still going. So that's wpbuilds.com forward slash black. We've got, I don't know, a dozen or more still going. So there's things like Peachinary's UX uh, Blueprint course, Optin Monster, Tangible plugins, and a few others. Uh, they're obviously going to run out fairly soon. Um, in fact, you never know. Maybe a few of them will have gone by the time that you listen to this. But uh, anyway, worth checking out. I can see one ends on the 10th of December and and there you go if not always return to wpbuilds.com forward slash deals um, and there's a whole load of never ever running out deals on that page so that's worth looking at very light touch on security. I've only got one thing for you this week, actually, and it's over on the Security blog. It's entitled Another Fake Google Domain, fonts.googlesapi.com. And uh, this is to say that obfuscated by the is.gd 
URL shortening service. They've discovered that there's a, a fake Google domain entitled fonts.googles with an S API.com. Um, and I believe that the original would actually be Google API.com. So uh, honestly, the, the, the lengths that these, uh, these hackers will go to. So just be on the lookout if you're in any way, shape or form using Google fonts. And uh, if this fascinates you, go and check out the security article. The blatantly self-promotional WP Builds bit. We've got two things for you this week. The first one is that David and I released a episode of the podcast number 157 entitled Honey Traps for Website Clients. And in this episode, we discuss the idea of the sort of things that we can do um, in order to stop clients leaking away. So if you go into a shop and you want to get some shoes, it's very unlikely that you'll walk in and just kind of to say, those shoes, I'll take those, please. The fact is, you're going to try them on. If you want to buy a mobile phone, you're going to give it a play, hold it in your hand and see what it's like. How do we do that when we're building a website? We can hardly build the website and let them play with it. So are there any other similar try-before-you-buy techniques that we could adopt in order to stop clients leaking away from us? And we discuss that in this episode. The other thing, I've already mentioned it, actually. We have a UI and UX review coming up on Wednesday. But Pichineri joined me last week and we did about a 50 minute video all about her UX for Everyone Blueprint course. So the link that I've got in the show notes actually takes you to a YouTube video. Um, and we were live on a chat and various people in the Word, Word WP Builds, I should say, community joined us and you can see their comments on the right. And she just goes through what the course involves, what it is that you can get if you decide to, to take it on. And she's got a sort of lower pricing at the moment. So if you take it on um, in the next, I can't remember how long, the next few days you get this kind of cheaper pricing because she hasn't yet finished it and she wants kind of feedback and ideas about how to, how to make the courses useful for everybody as possible. I'm trying to include a jobs section in this WordPress weekly newsletter and um, I'm sort of running dry this week. I have no things for you but I would make the call that if you're an agency owner or for one reason or other you have a WordPress job please do get in touch admin at wpbuilds.com and I will make sure it goes on the site. There's no charge it's just a just a nice sort of philanthropic thing so if you've got a job please let me know. Now then, we're on to non-WordPress, but useful anyway, articles. The first one is to alert you to an update which has been um, which has been applied to Content Snare. If you've ever tried to get content from your clients, you know how difficult that can be. It could be text or images. Well, Content Snare is a platform to do that. James Rose has been on the podcast a couple of times talking about it, and it's a very convenient way of solving that problem of getting the content out of your clients and we all know how hard that can be anyway i've linked to a vimeo video where he outlines all of the significant updates to the platform probably if you're a content snare user you may have seen these already but if you're not a content snare user or you tried it in the past and didn't didn't kind of get on with it you might want to go and check it out again because there's quite a lot that's changed since the last time you used it now, how many of you in the past have signed up for something by accident? What I mean by that is, well, in my case, we became Amazon Prime users because we were sort of suckered into the free 30-day trial and then we simply forgot to cancel it. I bet loads of us have been on recurring billings for things because they simply forgot to cancel it. Well, this is interesting. 
PCMag.com have an article entitled Mastercard bans automatic billing after free trials. So Mastercard, which is a gigantic payment processor, are going to do just that. You are, they're not going to allow people to take you from a free trial onto automatic billing without first alerting you to the fact that it's going to happen. Now, I don't know if that means that you have to agree on something. You know, do you have to click a link to say, yes, I'm fine with this? or if it just means that they have to reach out to you. But I think this is very, very sensible and welcome. I, I, I can't see any drawback to this as a consumer. I can see that um, companies that do this, and um, sometimes I dare I say it, sometimes I think companies do this in a slightly shady way. Um, maybe they'll be a bit up in arms about it, but from a consumer perspective, I think this is all good. AWS, they have not until recently had a quantum computing service like the their rivals Google, Microsoft and IBM have. Well, that changed this week because AWS has launched Bracket, its quantum computing service, TechCrunch tell us. Now, this is interesting because although you will be able to see uh, bracket as a quantum computing solution in your AWS control panel. It's actually not AWS's infrastructure. Amazon don't actually own the stuff that you'll be using because they're partnering with a company called D-Wave and another one called IonQ and another one called Rigetti who are making their systems available through Amazon's, uh, you know, the control panel that I've just mentioned. Now, I can't see myself using any of this at any point in the near future, but I, I bet one or two of you you um, are really intrigued by quantum computing and what it can bring, so I thought I'd mention it. The very last piece of news I've got to you today is over on Search Engine Journal, entitled Google co-founders Larry Page and Sergey Brin resign. Uh, they're not resigning out of, sort of a, a falling out or anything like that, but they've decided it's time to move on. So they founded Google many, many years ago in their garage. And ever since that day, Larry Page and Sergey Brin have been right at the top. Several years ago, they restructured Google so that they had a parent company called Alphabet, although that, I think that was really... Um, didn't really make too much difference to the operations of Google. Google was then run by Sundar Pichai. Well, he's now taking over Alphabet. So basically the parent company of Google is now being run by Sundar Pichai and Sergey and Larry are stepping down. Now, intriguingly though, they're still holding on between them to 51% of the voting block. So they'll still be able to make significant decisions and basically say, no, you're not doing that, or yes, you are doing that. But uh, yeah, it kind of feels like a little bit like the end of an era. But they are incredibly wealthy chaps, both multiple, multiple billionaires, and maybe they've just decided, well, let's just enjoy the cash that we've got and have a little bit of an, a well-earned rest. Anyway, like I said, feels a bit like the end of an era. The WP Builds newsletter was brought to you today by Kinsta. Kinsta takes managed WordPress hosting to the next level. Powered by the Google Cloud Platform, your site is secured like Fort Knox and runs on speed-obsessive architecture. You get access to the latest software and developer tools such as PHP 7, SSH and staging environments. And the best part, their expert team of WordPress engineers, they're available 24-7 if you need help. You can migrate today for free at kinsta.com. I hope you found that useful. That would be uh, that would be my aim, at least anyway. Please let me know if you found it useful. Either send me a send me a contact form, wpbuilds.com 
facebook.com forward slash contact. Or you could email me if you like, or use Facebook, get in touch. I always like to hear whether or not people are listening to this. It's very, uh, it's very nice when people say that they are. Please join us on Thursday for the podcast. We'll be back next week for another episode just like this one and 2 p.m. UK time every Monday for the live news. I'm going to be joined this week by a whole bunch of people and uh, I hope that you can join us too. That's it. Bye-bye for now.